Well, good morning, church. It's good to be together with you online again. Listen, I just want to commend each one of you who have faithfully been watching or listening to our services. I'm speaking to every Awaken Life Church member and to our extended Awaken Life Church family who follow our services. It is so important during this season to stay connected. It is so important to be disciplined in watching our services weekly. Have that routine every Sunday at a regular time of going to your preferred platform and watching the service. And don't forget to like, to subscribe, and to share depending on what platform you are using. This is a simple and easy way of spreading the message of the gospel, the Word of God, which is our only sure hope. It's your choice to be with us today in this service. And your choice is the title of my message this morning. You have made a good choice to take time to be part of this service and to hear the Word of God. It is your choice to grow in faith, to find encouragement and direction in the Word of God. Your choices matter. They determine the way your life goes. Last week, we spoke about the fact that we are in a season where there is much uncertainty. There is much that is unknown about our future. In spite of this, we are going on with our lives. We want to go boldly into the unknown and make this year a better year than last year. But with all this talk of the future, it is quite possible that many of us don't see today as a very significant day in our lives. Today is just like most other days that we wake up to. Everything is not really too good or too bad, but it's okay. You may not really anticipate making some really big, life-altering, life-changing decisions today. Well, it's true that you may not make a big decision today, but you will head in one direction or the other. That first little step in one direction or the other may alter your life forever. And that is what we learn in Psalm 1, which is our scripture for today. So let's read together Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but is the light is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Here we learn that the little, seemingly insignificant decisions we make today can alter our lives forever. God's Word gives us insight as to how the little choices of life today can alter our life in the future, even 
our eternity. Our direction in life is not usually determined by the big decisions, but rather by the little everyday choices. There are two directions we can head in life, up or down. So let's talk about going down. Blessed is the man who walks not. Okay, that's how it starts. Blessed is the man who walks not. Note, the man who does not walk in the way described by Nick, what's going to say next, will be blessed. So if you do not do the things he's going to follow in and say now, you will be blessed. If you don't do, something else is going to happen. What must he not walk in? And he continues, he says, blessed man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. So a person who lives according to verse 1 has made their choice. They have chosen their way of life. His or her direction is called ungodly, or it can also be translated as wicked. Now, most people don't set out to be ungodly or wicked people. But through their gradual, everyday choices, they end up headed downhill. It begins slowly and ends up in the pits. We see the gradual decline into ungodliness here in verse 1. The first step towards ungodliness. He says, he walks in the counsel of the ungodly or wicked. The Hebrew word for counsel means to get advice, to get counseling, to consult with, to get guidance, to get purpose. And so we could read this verse as that this person walks by the advice, the guidance, and the direction of the wicked. And so the first step towards ungodliness is following the wicked or ungodly. Listen, a whole culture of self-help guidance has sprung up in the world today. Go to a bookstore and check their bookshelves. They have rows and rows of self-help books. A large percentage of the bookstore is full of books, giving people advice on how to live their lives. People will never open the cover of a Bible, but they have home libraries full of books on how to. And most of what is out there in the how-to department is ungodly and unbiblical. And it's not just books. It's on social media too. PDF files, videos, audiobooks, emails, and so on. There are plenty of people out there who are more than happy to tell you how to live your life. Their lives may be falling apart, but they can tell you how to keep it all together. And there are plenty of people out there who will follow what others say. You may even know some of these people. One week, they are high on one thing. The next week, they dump that to follow the new greatest thing. <laughs> Sound familiar? Hey, maybe you may be one of those people, right? You may not have awakened up one day and said, forget God, I'm going the other way. But you may find that the direction that the world is taking you feels better, sounds better, brings faster and quicker results. It's not a big leap, but small little steps. When you get your direction from any other place than Almighty God and His Word, you are walking in the counsel of the wicked, the ungodly. 
In other words, if the counsel you get contradicts the values and principles set by God and His Word, you are walking in the counsel of the ungodly. When you forsake the counsel of God for the counsel of men, you have taken the first step towards ungodliness. Let's look at the second step towards ungodliness. It says He stands in the path of sinners. So first, this person was walking along, seeking advice from the wicked and ungodly. He or she was ordering their life according to the guidance of those who are not God followers. But now, he's reached a new level in his descent. Now he's standing with sinners. He or she is no longer kind of just hanging around ungodly people. These ungodly people have gotten their full attention. Now he or she is on the same road as sinners. Those bits and pieces of direction he was getting at first have now got him on the road to a life marked by sin. Those first few choices now put him on the path of sinners. He's not a tag-along anymore. He's joined him. You see, the second step to ungodliness is joining the wicked or ungodly. Joining means acceptance. Joining means you accept the wicked and they accept you. When you get to this second step, you have moved into the realm of accepting the sin of the ungodly. The actions of the ungodly don't bother you anymore. The line of sin is not so clear anymore. Sin seems like such a harsh word. And, and besides, it's their life. Let them live it. And eventually you find that you enjoy doing those same activities. You, you're not sinning. You're just doing stuff. And besides, everybody's doing it, right? Listen to Matthew 7, 13. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are what? Many <laughs> who go in by it. You see, the Bible says that many are doing it. And the path they are on leads to destruction. You see, when you are standing in the path of sinners, you are on the Broadway. There may be many people on the path with you, but the end is destruction. When you're talking about the things of God, there is no democracy. The majority does not rule. Joining the others on the path of sinners will lead to your destruction. When you join the ungodly, you have taken the second step to ungodliness. Let's look at the third step to ungodliness. It says he sits in the seat of the scornful or of scoffers. At first, this person sought guidance from the ungodly. Then, by following their guidance, he accepted them and joined them. Now, he's one of them. There is no difference between them and him. He is them. He didn't all of a sudden decide to become ungodly. But the little choices he made through his life led him there, to the bottom. Now he's a scorner, a mocker, taunting God. He has no respect for God and the things of God. God has no meaning and no influence in his life anymore. The third step to ungodliness is turning your back on God. When God has no meaning in your life, you're a scorner. 
You are an enemy of God. When you live your life without God, you are ungodly. What started out as a seemingly small, unimportant decision and little decisions in your life has led you to a position of sitting on the edge of hell. The next step on your road is to die without God. That is the last step. The road you're on ends there forever. Well, but let's talk now about heading up. Having described the way down, the psalmist now turns his attention in verses 2 and 3 to the way up. Now we see the path of a godly person. There is another direction we can take in life. It is the high road. Blessed is the man, he starts saying. The psalm began with the idea of describing a blessed life. To live a life that God blesses. And to live that kind of life, we first... Of all, we have to avoid the direction towards the ungodly kind of life given in verse 1. Those decisions were man-focused and self-centered. Our decisions in life need to take a different turn. To live a godly, blessed life, our life decisions need to be God-focused and God-centered. So the first step to a godly life is beginning a relationship with the Lord. You can't be godly without God. And you can't come to God in any way except through Jesus Christ. Amen? The first step to a godly life is to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. What's the second step? He says, His delight is in the law of the Lord. Remember the first step towards ungodly life? It was seeking the counsel of man. The second step to a godly life is 180 degrees in the other direction. The second step to a godly life is seeking the counsel of God. The law here is God's direction for life. And where can we get advice from God? Where can you hear the words of God? We get the counsel from God by the word of God, the Bible. In his law, he meditates day and night. This is more than just a casual flipping uh, through a page in the Bible. This is turning to the word of God as your guide to life. This is being saturated with the word of God. This is being so immersed in the word of God that when a time of decision comes, your mind and your heart are led by the counsel of God. The decision factor in your decision is not what others say, but what God says. The second step to a godly life is being saturated with the word of God. What's the third step? It says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Remember the second and third step towards an ungodly life? They are standing in the path of sinners and sitting with scorners. Their bad decisions led them to a bad position. They were anchored in ungodliness. But the path of a godly life is anchored in something else. Being saturated in God's word leads to different decisions and therefore to a different position. It is a position of growth in godliness and righteousness. So the third step to a godly life is growth. When we are saturated in the word of God and following his counsel, we're building a strong foundation for a godly life. God has our heart and we are malleable and pliable in his hands. We are 
open to his leadership for our lives. When we make ourselves available to God, we can be used by God. We are in for a life of inner joy and peace led by the hand of God. Those first decisions to turn to God for direction in life leads to growth that will alter your entire life walk. Listen to what Jesus said in John 4, 14. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. You see, this is what Jesus told the woman at the well. When we are growing, we are drawing from Jesus Christ. We are planted firmly in Jesus Christ. Making our daily decisions based upon the Word of God plants us firmly in Jesus Christ where we are able to grow into a better and deeper Christian. Our growth is fueled by the power of Jesus. The third step to a godly life is growing in Jesus Christ. Let's look at the fourth step to a godly life. He says, that brings forth its fruit in season. This is the most amazing part of the godly life. You see, accepting Christ leads to following God. By following God, we are growing in our walk with Him. As we grow, we start producing fruit. And so the fourth step to a godly life is producing fruit. This is the fruit of the Spirit. We read about it in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. <laughs> you see, being planted in Jesus means we start looking like Jesus. Those who follow the ungodly end up looking like the ungodly. Those who follow the Lord start looking like the Lord. So God wants you to grow in godliness. He wants you to start looking and living like Jesus. And He also wants you to lead others to Him. You see, those who have taken the ungodly direction in life have nothing to offer those who have taken the godly direction in life. All they can do is scorn and mock. That's all they can do. But those who have taken the godly direction in life, they can offer those going the other direction, they can offer them eternal life. They can invite them to a relationship with Jesus. We can offer them a relationship with Jesus and eternal salvation. So the fourth step to a godly life is producing the fruit of the Spirit and leading other people to Jesus Christ. Now you may ask, is this really how it is? Do our little decisions really have that much effect in our lives? The answer is yes. And you know that they do. We all know people who were pretty good people who are now at the bottom. The change may have been almost unnoticeable at first, but gradually they went further and further until now they are totally against the things of God. Today, we are making those little decisions in our lives. By the grace of God, we have another day. You may be a Christian, but maybe you stalled out a little bit. You can make the decision today to immerse yourself in the Word of God. You can start today following the counsel of God. You may be on the path of ungodliness. You can get on the high road today by repenting, by accepting Jesus Christ as Lord. Come back to Him. We all have decisions 
to make. It's your choice when you take the high road or the low road. What will be yours? I pray that your choice will be to be blessed and godly. Let us pray. Lord God, your word puts it clear before us. Two ways. But we have to choose. You love us. You invite us. You call us, Lord God. But you will not force us. And so I pray, Father, that everyone listening, everyone watching, will make that decision, make that choice to be blessed and to live a godly life, no matter the cost. Keep us alert, Father God, to those little decisions that could take us on a path of ungodliness. Help us to stay focused on you every single day of our lives and in every choice we make. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you today and every day and help you to make the right choices, good choices, godly choices. Be blessed and see you next week.